0: Did you know that the first Tokyo Game Show was first held in 1996? Now the busiest Tokyo Game Show was in 2016, with over 300,000 people in attendance. You're listening to the Xbox Hub Podcast, the official podcast of the XboxHub.com. For the latest Xbox news, reviews, videos, and opinions, make sure you visit thexboxhub.com. But for now, settle down, get comfy, and open your ears for some podcast delights. Hello, welcome to the Xbox Hub official podcast, episode number 98. My name is Gareth Brody, I'm going to be your host, and on my virtual left is Mr. James Burks. How are you doing, James? Hey, hey, not too bad. thank you. How are you? Good, hey, hey like that. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I'm very good, thank you. Um, and on my virtual, virtual right is Mr. William Caruana. How you doing, William?
1: I'm doing all right, you know. How How you? Your... Oh,
0: you haven't been here for a while, have you? Because you've been working.
1: Yeah, I, I am a uh, grad student now, so very busy with grad school. I think the last time I was on was early in August, so it's been a little while. Oh no, no. Sorry, we did Gamescom, so late August. Late so August. it hasn't been a oh, long.
0: Yeah, a month though.
1: But I'm happy to be back. Yeah, yeah, good. Great.
0: Um Right gentlemen, here we are. Um we're into the crazy season now. We're getting into October. October the first today. All the games are coming out. We've got loads of games on the Xbox Hub site that we're reviewing, endless list of them. They're all coming out from nowhere. Um but what have you been doing
2: this week? James, what have you been up to? Um, well, for a change, I actually, venturing outside the house oh, in the past week, I booked a, a trip to the Sea Life Centre um, to see all the lovely fishes. And that was a, a nice little experience. Um, so, a few penguins, some seals. And it, it's actually a really lovely place to go, the Sea Life Centre. Where is it? Where you might have see it? more. Uh, I went somewhere in Scarborough. Oh. Um, but yeah, the, the colours of the fish and the the setup—it's mind blowing how good it looks. When you're in there, you're like, "Wow, this is immense!" That these these kind of animals and creatures are around the world in the sea. There's so many different varieties as well. I mean, I I, I can never believe that human nature could create such amazing fish. I mean, there really is some amazing fish. What was like a unicorn. I was like, wow, is this real? And it was. Um, yeah, it was, it was a nice little trip out. And I enjoyed the... seeing some fish. This is a profound yeah. way to
0: start the podcast. I like it. Some statements about humankind and everything else. Yeah, amazing.
2: Yeah. Oh, and they had a, they had a seal hospital where they look after poly seals that oh. they really found and they treat them and then put them back in the ocean. And there was one there, and it was, it was, it was kind of sad to see it there, but it was good to see it getting looked after. Yeah. So it was a bit of a, you know, double sword. Yeah, it's it's nice. It's a nice place. A bit expensive, but they, they spend a lot of money on crafting animals. So, you know, you, you've got to pay to keep them going. <laughs> you do have to pay to keep them
0: I never knew yeah. the podcast would ever go this way. But yeah, so support your local sea life. Center, William. Have
2: you you got one near you? Get some cereal. Get some cereal because you can get a two for one voucher. There you
1: go. Get
0: tickets, William. What's the nearest? What's in Toronto? What's the nearest Sea Life Center? Uh,
1: I'm I'm trying to find out. I know that we have uh, we have an aquarium that. uh, it's actually Ripley's Believe It or Not, if you know oh, yeah. the books. Yeah. They they own an aquarium and they do a lot of conservationist efforts and things like that. So I know there's them in the zoo, but I don't think we have a sea life center, per se, uh, in the conventional sense. Right. Fine. Fine. That's OK. But William, what have you been doing this week? Ah, so, over this past week, I've been pretty busy, you know, I've had a couple papers due, those are all in, but I did get to squeeze in the new Venom movie, Venom Let There Be Ooh. Carnage, that came out uh, yesterday here in Toronto, so my brother and I saw it, I quite liked it, he didn't like it as much, it was a little loud and boisterous and everything, but... I think if you like the first, it's a lot of the same stuff here. It's quite funny. You know, the character designs are great, uh, carnage is great, and please stick around for the credits. There's something very special in the credits that you are definitely going to want to see.
0: Mm-hmm. So Good. Yeah. It's got some really nice reviews. People, people and I think you just said that, it's just it's a lot more fun. They've sort of like They've got the balance right. They know what they're doing, and Tom Hardy has got something really nice. So it's very like almost like a physical comedy piece.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. This one is definitely. I I think by most metrics, it's better than the first. I have a bit of a softer spot for the first, just because it was so fresh at the time and a bit of a breath of fresh air, even though it wasn't for everyone. But this is, you know, a lot tighter, a lot more focused, and uh, tonally consistent, as you said. So, yeah, Good. I think it'll go over well.
0: Good. Okay. Brilliant. Um, I have been watching... There's two things I want to chat about really briefly. I've been watching uh, Midnight Mass, which is on Netflix at the moment. It's a series by Mike Flanagan, who did... Oh, God, what did he do? The Haunting of something? The The Two Haunting... Uh, Hill Hills? <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Yeah. And this is a kind of limited series um, set on a kind of small island off an American coast. Like It's like a, a little island... 30 miles off the coast and it follows this priest who comes back from his pilgrimage and is replaced by a younger version and mysterious things go on from his journey in the thing and everyone starts going to mass and everyone starts to look a bit younger everyone starts to ailments all get better i'm not going to say anything else because i spoil it but it's um a, it's a really great little series they're, they're really good he's a brilliant mike and he's really good at doing these kind of like worlds but he also is a fantastic writer and uh some some of the best monologues in this thing that i have seen but that's really worth seven episodes if you fancy it um also sorry the next sorry. seven seven episodes yeah james
1: yeah, I, it, I need to watch it
0: yeah james is not gonna watch it we know james no. i don't know um EGX, we're going to be there next week. Um, me and Rich are going to be there, so we might do a little bit of a podcast from there. We've got some interviews to go. But just shout-out for anyone, any developers, any kind of young developers in India, if you're if you're there at EGX and you want to kind of talk to us, give us a shout on the Xbox Hub. Um, you can you can get us on Twitter. You can get us on email. Uh, give us a shout. And we're, maybe we can meet up and interview you. We good' wouldn't we? It's quite quiet this year in EJX. It's not as so. It'd be great to meet people. It's not not a lot of the developers are going um, because of COVID, because of many reasons, I think. But so it'd be great to meet up with people.
1: Yeah. If I may ask, what mm. does EGX stand for?
0: That's a very good yeah. question, William. And I've got no idea, James. What does it stand for? <laughs> I think it's got to be Games Expo in there.
2: Euro Gamer uh, Expo. Or yeah, European Gaming. I think that sounds right.
1: Uh, okay, Eurogamer Expo, there we yeah. go. The only reason I ask is Toronto's big one, which I don't think is. it might be running this year. I think it might be too late. Uh, you know, you guys had COVID under control a bit quicker than we did. <laughs> sort of. <Yeah. laughs> well, you know. You know. But uh, our big show is called EGLX, or Enthusiast Gaming Live Expo, so I was wondering if they were the same show. But, oh. Yeah it could
0: be. There must be a connection there. It's going to be very weird for us. It's going to be really weird going, because it's at the Excel Centre in London. And the Excel mm-hmm. Centre in London was one of the Nightingale hospitals that um, was set up to help COVID patients who are very ill and put on ventilators. So it's going to be very weird to go into that place again. You know, after all what's
2: occurred. The wind is left on the bed there. <laughs> They won't they're there. the stores for the games <laughs> you never do. lie down when you play some games <laughs> they won't do that I hope
0: <laughs> I hope um what games have we been playing you lot um uh, let's start with James James what have you been playing
2: well you know what time of year it is it's FIFA time it's FIFA um, time so I'm playing quite a lot of FIFA 22 And um, I think for the moment I picked it up well if anyone doesn't know it's a football game <laughs> Um just in case the amount of people that have never played it. Um, but yeah, the minute I started playing it, I thought, they've really gone for like, a kind of pro-evo, old-school approach, where you need to take a few more touches, it's a bit more, um, what would you say? you got to think about what you need to do before you get the ball. You can't one touch pass the shoot all the time. It's a bit more considered. A more considered approach to, to football. Um, and I think it's a, a much better game last year, gameplay wise. Um, but I think the problem for me is the ultimate team is the biggest draw, which is also the biggest disappointment. And I know you've noticed it, Gareth, that players, it's not even out until today, officially. Yeah. And people have already got. Best teams you can probably get in the game,
0: yeah.
2: And that was usually the the good part of a team. You start with bronze, you know, get a few silvers and work your way up to the big guys, but it's there before you've even got through a day or two. Yeah, it's it's bad. I think, I think you're right,
0: you, I think you're right about that. The biggest thing used sorry, William, this is boring for you for the FIFA, but it's we. you used to start, you know, in the first two weeks, you're right, you'll see you'll be playing bronze teams or silver teams, don't you, with the odd gold thrown in. But now it's like yeah. we've all got gold teams with superstars yeah. in there as well. So, yeah, you no, know, it's a complete...
2: It's lost that sense of achievement mm. of getting a decent player. You used to go, wow, I've got, let's say, Danny Ings. That'd be a great early card. Yeah. But now, Danny Ings is like, just get rid of him before you even. Use him. yeah he's waiting for Ronaldo yeah. or De Bruyne or anyone like that it's I think smart. it's
0: it's hard isn't it? because I think it's all about the cash now though. I think it's almost like it's they, just want to, they just want to get to that point when people are going opening packs to get the superstars you know the, the things and yeah. it's you know that's their the money they've already
2: released I think today new versions of players that are already like 91 rated yeah it's like wow wait wait to go you know, I didn't to make 110 of my rating you know, something stupid. I think the
0: best thing I did last year was I stopped playing it. And it was like, it becomes mm-hmm. an addiction. And I'm not saying that the thing, because it's, it's very addictive. And you just, it you is. get really into it. And then you start, you know, I've gone into it again. But when I sort of like had to, it was like kind of cold turkey, I had to say, no, no more of like, that. I've got to stop playing Albertine. And it was much better. I had more time, but also I was much, it was a much better, it felt better. It didn't become this
2: kind of yeah. weird, uh, yeah, addiction. And, and to its credit, it one major new improvement to the game mode, which is the fact you can have male and female players on the same team. Yeah, in clubs. Yeah, as a nice little change, and yeah. you can you can them up. Yeah, and it's a it.
0: It's it's just sort of like loads of little minor bits, isn't it? Rather than a complete yeah overhaul, which and the is gameplay is
2: definitely improved. Yeah yeah, 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 I agree. Yeah, well, all the team is just. And career,
0: career mode's been doing very good as well, so we're gonna have a go at that. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll
2: have a go at that in the next week or so. Yeah, we can hear about it all again next week. Great, They yeah, love that. But you can't wait, Willie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Willie, yeah. what will you be played?
1: Uh so I have been playing Lost in Random. Mm-hmm. Um, my hope is to get the review in that one, in for that one really soon. It's just been longer than I expected. I've been busy, but it's it's pretty good. You mm-hmm. know, I think. I love the style of it. I will be the first to say that. I think it looks amazing. They've got the whole uh, Tim Burton, Henry Selick type thing going on with the visuals. The writing is immensely charming. It's got a great voice cast. Uh, but I'm not feeling the combat system as much as I wish I was. It's a really unique idea, this sort of merger of random chance and action combat and uh, turn based battles. Like, it's it's a really interesting idea that I don't think has quite stuck the landing with me. And because there are so many combat encounters, and some of them can last, like, up to 20 minutes, it's not quite gripping me as much as I wish it did. But again, there is a lot that is drawn here. And I think with developers of this, uh, Zoink, uh who are part of Thunderful? now, the same group that's doing uh The Gunk, a okay. different group of theirs, uh they're gonna be worth a watch. Yeah. There we go.
0: It's funny, isn't it? There's so much coming out at the moment. There's so much. You know, on the indie front. There's so much. It's like you're talking about Lost in Random then and I'm thinking of a game that came out three months ago now. And it only came out what is it, a week ago or something? <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, it's it's less than a month old, you know.
0: Yeah, it's uh yeah, it's it's crazy how much stuff there
2: is out there. It's just like they seem to get they're getting powered and tougher, aren't they? Yeah. Some good games are getting lost in the Yeah, in the immense amount that are coming out.
0: I think because you haven't got the triple A's, you know, there there isn't a a, mm-hmm. a wealth of those like they normally might be. I don't think I think it's fair to say, isn't it?
1: Yeah, um, that's that's yeah. fair, I right? Yeah.
0: I think they've gone get all the indies out and they but there's loads of them. You know, and uh, well, the
1: Indies can also work from home easier. It's yeah. easier to adjust it to that. You know, I mean, uh, really, it seems to be only Microsoft, Activision, Ubisoft, and EA that have some big stuff for the holiday. Yeah, yeah, and everyone else is just sort of keeping their heads low and then february of all months is just stacked yeah. yeah on paper like yeah. you've got what the uh dying light and then the week after is horizon and then the week after that is saints row. It's like, come yeah, on when know. are we gonna have time for this yeah
0: <laughs> i know you know um talk about indie games i played a little game called the juggler's tale that i've just put in for a review so it should be out i don't know soon um and the Juggler's Tale is a lovely little game. So it's very short, two hours long or something. And you play, um, the whole setup is like you're watching a puppet show, like a little kind of like Punch and Judy show. And the curtains go back, and there's little figures, and there's this voiceover who tells you the story. Um, and then it goes into a kind of like platform 2.5D world, like almost like inside or Little Nightmares. And you're traveling through this kind of world, following this little character called Abby. But all the characters have got strings attached to them still, you know, going up into the sky. Um And so the platform is different. So you might be able to be platforming along, but if you go up against a tree, the strings would stop you from carrying on. So you have to work out a way of moving the tree or moving it, moving a, the obstacle to get past so you've got the strings to deal with. But what it does do is tell this really great fairy tale. It does a twist in it, I'm not going to say that turns the whole thing on its head. You think you're comfortable with how this is. Oh, this is a this is a lovely little platform, and then it does something very meta and does something very strange that turns everything around in a really satisfying way. But it, but also it looks beautiful. My God, it looks. I mean, I'm playing it on the Series X, and it just looks amazing. The backdrops are unbelievable. Sort of hand drawn, kind of like the colours. Yeah, it's one of the most prettiest games. There, yeah, that and the game that you reviewed, William, that I loved, um, Art for Escape, are my two favourite looking games at the moment, which I loved, by the way. I still think you should have gave it five stars, William.
1: Uh, what, what did I give it? Four uh, and a half. Four and a half. I'm sitting back on I liked it a lot. You did. You did. lot. And...
0: That's great. So, yeah, those are the two British games. So I'll give that a go. Juggles Tower, I think it's just out now. I think it came out on Wednesday, I think. Um, How much is it? Yeah. I think it's a little bit over. So it's two hours. I think it's about 13 quid. I can get a price on the UK one. Yeah. That's quite a bit for... Yeah. That's the generally. only thing. That's why I've given it a four, I think, a five rather than a yeah. proper thing. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Good. James, what else have you got? Uh, what
2: I reviewed was was to Extinction, uh, last year. And it was like a, a pokemon inspired RPG. And it was fantastic. Um, and now they've released the original Nexamon on the consoles. So, it was a bit weird going back to, like, where i began with Nexamon. Yeah. Um, but I think that's really the worst thing you could have done, because everything that was good about extinction isn't really in the original Neptimon. this is more of a pokemon clone so it's too similar and um, so you've got a lot of similar tropes like obviously going have a, t- a team of six Neptimon monsters and um, you gotta catch them in Nexo traps and um, the world's quite small and the story's only about I'd say 10 hours long, which is very short for a Pokemon style game. Um, but yeah, the, the main story is you're a Neptamon tamer, and you've got to stop the world from being destroyed by the most evilest, powerful Neptamon in all the land, um, which is just a standard story. But it did not quite have the same humour. That the sequel has. It doesn't look as good. It's just not as good. But it's still slightly addictive if you like Pokemon. Okay. Mm. But the battling's a bit weird as well. I mean, I, I defeated the main boss. Almost too easily. I literally froze the boss. Right. And then just kept spamming him. And I've never beaten a main boss in the first try. I literally didn't even get hit once (laughs) So the baton's a little bit skewed Sounds like my perfect game this Yeah, you're a a blast with it (laughs) You definitely complete it (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's a little bit grindy as well But on on its own, it's a good game But compared to Extinction and the main Pokemon series It's just a little bit team-samey Right Um, But it's good I, I, the review should be out in a few days I'm probably going to give it about three and a half for probably three and a half it's cheap for eight quid no that's so good you can't make a play too no. much good Um but yeah definitely if you want to play a Pokemon like game get Extinction forget this original one
1: right ok
0: good it's thank special. you thank you Jane William have you got any more games you've been playing not had a chance you've been busy
1: Uh yeah, I've I've been busy. I threw a couple matches into Halo last week, and I'll oh. try and I'll have a bit more to say on that. Uh, what I have planned for next week, but yeah, no, hey, Halo's great. Is it? Everyone's it's, talking it's, about it
0: being really good. Yeah.
1: Like uh, immediately, I put like fifteen hours in that first playtest. I didn't even put in a fraction of that in the second, but that's no reflection of the quality of the product itself. It's wonderful. Yeah, it feels so good. It looks so good, and yeah, I think people are naturally skeptical about this game after the very rocky development cycle. But once you are playing it, at least the multiplayer, I I have no worries about the quality of that. At least it's 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 wonderful. It's it's great.
0: What makes it wonderful? What free. makes it really good? And it's free. But what? Why? Why is is it different from the other ones? The other Halo games, or is it?
1: It is, but it isn't. The best way I can describe it is if you took the multiplayer of 2 or 3 and just modernized it with modern game design aesthetics and everything. You know, I mean, the problem with 4 and 5 is they played pretty close to uh, Call of Duty in some senses, and the sprinting was too fast, and... It, it took away a lot of the stuff that made Halo, Halo, and right. they bring that back here. You know, this is a more balanced, more polished experience. Uh, I think the other thing as well, some people are a little upset about the aiming, but uh, it's it's not a game that holds your hand in the aim assist. You oh. know, this is a game that has a high skill ceiling that I think anyone can pick up and enjoy. They've got tons of great options for newcomers and those who want a very casual play session against some bots, but they also have high-level competitive play here. I, I'm just really impressed overall Great, with Infinite. Okay. It, it feels great.
0: Good. December, isn't it? December the 8th.
1: Yeah, December the 8th. And the worst thing is, December the 8th, I have three assignments due, and oh, then right. I have another two on the 9th. And so that's uh, that's gonna be busy. But once that's done, I'm done. So the temp I'm doing nothing but playing table.
0: Great. Good. Um, next game I'm gonna talk about the last game I talk about is um I've been playing a game called Aspalov End of Gods. And I've probably said that wrong, I've butchered that probably. Um and it's a game that was on PC for a while and it basically sets you in the future. You're in it's in the future. There's been a sort of apocalypse on Earth, and you're in this facility. It reminds me of something like Doom 3. You know, you're in this facility, walking around, it's very low lit, there's no lights. You wake up in this kind of, you don't know who you are, but you've got sort of tattoos and ruins on your arms. It's in first person. And uh, this machine is kind of operating on you, and then suddenly you're thrown into this world, and you you walk around the facility, everyone's kind of died. There's a couple of people who are giving you instructions. And the idea behind it is, like, humans, they dug deep into the earth and they found um, artifacts from, from um, Norse times. So they found things like uh, the hammer of Thor, this huge hammer. They found this kind of robot thing. They found the, the, the wolf is running around, who's Arthrakhanok, he's, he's running around as well. So he's, they found all these um, artifacts that were buried for a reason. And as they've released it, they've released a kind of world of um, those myths, those Norse myths of the Tree of Life, these roots that are running around this facility. They've opened the nine realms, um, and there are nine realms that you go to. And so you can. So what you do is you sort of end up going through this kind of journey in first person, and you have no. It's no combat. There's a lot of kind of like. You have this ability to. Because it's very dark. To see. Um, like a virtual um, sort of printout of the location you're in for a, a short time, so that will help you through the darkness. And you've got a kind of robotic arm that gets strapped onto you that opens doors or passes, like you know, level two area. You have to kind of upgrade the arm so you can get to access to higher places. Um, and then later on, it, it gives a little burst of energy that can propel people backwards, enemies backwards, or or creatures backwards, or kill some of them in the end um what's what's really nice about it it's a very small development team and at times it looks like a triple a game it you know with some of the bigger kind of environments like you travel to hellheim which is like hell and that looks amazing all kind of blue and these kind of creatures and another time you travel to the the frozen world which i've forgotten the name of and there's these massive ice giants just sort of slowly walking around trying to look, if they look at you, they grab you, so it's a bit stealthy. Um, But they've created a kind of five, maybe six and seven hour experience that's, yeah, it's almost between, it's like a double A game, I think it is. And uh, I really liked it. I thought it was great. If you like those kind of like, it's hard to describe what it is because it could be a survival horror game without any combat. It hasn't really got combat by the arm, elements of combat, it's a lot of kind of, exploration. It's a really t- tricky one. It's a mixture of sort of light combat and uh, survival horror. But yeah, it's, it's, re- it's, it's worth having a go at. If you see it, I don't know how much it is. I think it might be a bit expensive. I think it might be 20-odd quid at the moment. You get that if you fancy it. But if you want to um, see it in sale, definitely pick it up.
2: Yeah, it's It really sounds good. like an interesting mix
0: of yeah. dramas.
2: Yeah. It sounds a bit sad for you.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I think I said that. I'm, you know, I played a lot of Viking games now. Oh my god! So I feel like I know this world completely now. But they've done a really good way of of combining both, you know, that Viking Norse world mythology with a kind of sci-fi setting. It's not that's not been done, Um, and it's yeah, it's clever. It's very clever. Storytelling is really good. Hey,
1: don't erase two human. The first one to do the. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, of course.
0: Yes, (laughs) Yes, it did. Bloody ripoff of two humans. That's what you've done. Yeah, G human, I forgot about that. The game that took 20 years to come out. Um, good game, yeah. Good game, yeah. Um Good, gentlemen, let's go on to some news, because Tokyo Game Show has started, and it's still going on as we speak, but the Xbox little showcase happened, and we've we've seen a bit of Square this morning before we started recording. Um, should we just talk about the Xbox stuff, first of all? Yeah. What do we what highlights out of that?
2: <laughs> James, what did you what do you want to talk about? How do I narrow it down? <laughs> to give do some highlights. Um, I mean it it wasn't like a packed show of great stuff. But I did like the fact that they just went, Oh, this is going to game pass today. That was really the highlight to me. Um, did we get I think it was Scarlet Nexus? That's yeah, yeah. That was yesterday, obviously. Um, AI, the samnium Files, and mighty goose. I yeah. thought. I mean, that was impressive.
1: There's another it, one in there as well, James.
0: I think. There's another kind of like RPG type game,
2: isn't there? Uh, was it Astria?
0: That's the one. Yeah, Tales of Astria. Yeah, that's it.
2: Yeah. And, and Marvel Avengers came out the same day. It did didn't on it? Game Pass. That's a massive day Yeah. Gamepad.
0: Yeah. I think someone's got their lines crossed with that. I think they didn't realise all this was going to happen the same day. They just, yeah, it's a lot going on.
2: It, it overshadowed each other, really. Yeah. <laughs> and Marvel's huge. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that AI, the Somnium Files was quite interesting. It's like a murder mystery set in Tokyo. I've never heard it before. Yeah. I'm definitely going to give that a go. I don't know if you any of you have heard of it or anything? No, not at all. I haven't.
1: I've heard it's excellent. No, that's about all I know.
2: Good. But, I mean, it's got Nexus to be on there already as well. That was one of those would you try it, would you not try it? Now it's in Game Pass, give it a go.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that that's perfect for me because I tried the demo and it just broke almost immediately. It wasn't registering my oh. Uh, My hits, so I was sitting back going, you know, no way I'm getting this day one. But now that's on Game Pass, you know, it has a second lease on life here. And if I end up really liking it, then I might be on board for a sequel or whatever else they might do. So I think it's a good idea to do this.
2: Exactly. Perfect.
0: William, what about you? Any highlights from that? There wasn't that much. That's what we're
1: saying. Uh-huh. Well, uh, the first thing I'll say is that I think it was a massive improvement over last year. Last year they just had like a PowerPoint slide and then (laughs) PowerPoint presentation about the market, and then just showed the E3 trailers again. Like this, at least had some new stuff to it. Yeah. Uh, And the stage and everything else. And the highlight, weirdly enough, was not the highlight watching it, but after finding out exactly what Phil, Spencer, and Shinji Mikami were talking about, and hidden in that interview is that Tango Gameworks are making a brand new game, and they're halfway through it already. Uh, They're sort of halfway through development. It's from the director of The Evil Within 2, and that will be their first Xbox exclusive. Mm. So I, I was a little worried, you know, with Ghostwire now being delayed to next year, that we wouldn't be seeing Tango actually release something on Xbox exclusively for like another five years or so. But it seems like the reason part of the reason Ghostwire took so long is they've split the studio in half and there are two teams, and so that's that's great, you know. Microsoft really needed a Japanese studio and now they have one. Yeah. So let's let's see what they've got up their sleeves, eh?
0: I mean also he said as well, we're working with Japanese publishers every single day to increase our lineup of Japanese games on Xbox. We know it's really important to fans and customers on Xbox. Yeah. It's a kind of like there's a there's a commitment, isn't there? A promise to kind of like going, okay, we need to do better here as well.
1: And yeah, like I mean it. that that's their biggest gap for sure. Yeah. Like yeah. it's that then family games, then you know, the Sony style food person ones. Those are really the big three.
0: Um they also had this their commitment was to say about the Red, Red, um, Red All, which is the Arcane Studios game, um, and Starfield will have Japanese text and voices at launch, which was kind of like will be localized for Japan, which is also a really good move, I think.
1: Yeah, that, yeah. That, that's, that's a great move in particular, you know, because those games really have the potential to make Xbox a bigger brand there. And they introduced cloud gaming as well yeah. to Japan. So that's going to be huge, uh, especially given how great the internet is in Japan, to making Xbox viable again. I mean, I believe they have sold as many Series X and X consoles in the last year in Japan that than they sold of the entire lifespan of the Xbox One. So <laughs> wow. They- it's crazy. Not that it was a big number to overcome, but yeah, yeah. They, they're they growing <laughs> yeah. at least. So
0: and just a quick thing. We had a little mention about Starfield, didn't we? That he there's over 300 actors and 150,000 lines of dialogue. Wow. Um, it's
1: crazy. It's like two, three times that of Skyrim. Yeah. That's, it's going to be nuts. It's going to yeah. be mad. Is that?
0: It's coming quite soon now, eh? a year and a bit. Um, now, Square. What about Square? Did you both have a quick look at that? I mean, there wasn't much again, was that really? It was... Uh, anything, you, James, you saw there? I, if you I, I didn't even see Square. No, fair no, enough. No, I didn't catch it no. on that one. What about, you? what about you, William? Anything from Square?
1: Uh, I I caught the highlights there, and they a couple of new things all of them skipping Xbox in favor of PC mobile, uh switch and PS4. It's like if you guys spend the money to bring it to all of those, what like the PC to Xbox is pretty cheap. So I don't know why they don't do it. I I can't say I fully understand Squares sometimes. Yeah. And we might have more to say on that too later. But yeah.
0: Um, Final Fantasy spin-off, um, which is the uh, Stranger of Paradise game. It's got a release date, March 18th, 2022. That's the biggest, really, announcement there. Mm. Uh, that busy March and February time is going to be packed. Um, did you show any more Guardians? I think they did the same trailer we've seen before. Same with um, uh-huh. the PS5 game, though. I've forgotten the name. of. Um, the big PS5 sure. game, what's that called? Square.
1: Babylon's Babylon's Fall, uh Forspoken. I forgot what it's called. Um, uh, uh which one is it? Is it the one is it the one that sort of looks like Final Fantasy 15 or is it platinum? Forspoken. Yeah, for spoken. Uh, yeah, sorry,
0: yeah. yeah, Um Yeah, that was kind of about it. There wasn't there's was other bits and mobs in there, but yeah, that's the that's a big one. There wasn't any Final Fantasy sixteen, which I think people were hoping for. Which is the which is the big one. Um Sorry, William, what were you gonna
1: say? Oh, I was just gonna say they think they said ahead of time that they weren't gonna do it, so yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, James, what else have we got there from the whole thing? What's what's you've highlighted a few things here. Tell me about
2: them. Um, I thought, especially for you, the rabbit game. Is it muffin? You saw muffin? Yeah, yeah. Where rabbits are getting thrown out of the home by humans. Uh, construction something in their area yeah so you've got it's a bit of a platformer it's quite always good for me yeah let's see yeah cute little game yeah um, might be a bit too tricky for you, but I mean it's worth trying to help the rabbits <laughs> it's
0: always a good to help the rabbits yeah
2: yeah Um yeah that was quite interesting because I never again never heard of that game before and the weirdest one though was was it The Good Life yeah Um. We, I didn't really understand what was going on, too. But I thought, it seems like you're a journalist. And you go around, like, taking taking pictures to earn money. Um, but it look really out of date. Yeah. Like, really poor graphically. Yeah. Um, yeah, it looks like you're going to be taking pictures like Peter Parker. You know, take a few pictures, sell them for some money, and get on with your life. Um, A very simple game. But it was a strange one, in the middle of um, in the, of the conference. Yeah, I I don't remember playing it, but. And what is Eternal Return? Is that which what's, tell, me, tell me about that? You lot. Eternal Return. Eternal. It, Eternal. Wasn't that the original name for Eternal? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yeah, well, I, I was joking that Eternal Return. <laughs> there's that whole meme out there. It's like. Uh, why don't we have X at home? We do have X at home, and then the picture is X at home. <laughs> like, why don't we have Returnal on Xbox? We do have Returnal on Xbox. It's Eternal Return, <laughs> but but it's this sort of MOBA survival
0: that's right, twin
1: yeah, stick shooter <sighs> battle royale thing. Like, you got to admit they're throwing a lot of stuff at the wall and hopefully it sticks. Yeah. Uh, and and it's coming to PC like next month, and they'll come to Xbox after.
0: And un unsoiled, unsoiled, unsold, Not unsoiled. What the
2: hell is that? Unsoiled was it's probably the only one that didn't really interest me at all, not even the slightest. And um, it's like a two D action. I oh, yeah, I remember this. Yeah, really yeah, fast. Yeah, really fast. Really fast. It's too hard. but too hard. Yeah, you really have to be careful how you react, apparently, because the enemies are quite smart. Just looks like hard um, work. It does. It was hard work to keep up with what was going on. It was so fast. Um, but, yeah, still, some, some out there is like, wow, this is the game I'm waiting for. Get me in there. Um, uh, but, yeah, not for me.
0: Good. Shall we move on from uh, Tokyo? Will Let's you... do it. Yeah, will you be happy? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um yeah. just to go through some news quickly. and um, Sony has officially they've got Blue Point Games. They've acquired that as a studio, they've done that. and um, Blue Point Games have done the remakes of um Shadow of the Colossus and recently Demon's Souls. Um I thought they owned them already, to be honest with you. I <laughs> did <laughs> Yeah. So it yeah. wasn't a great surprise.
1: Well, um, oh, the funniest thing is that Japan, like uh, Sony Japan leaked this out when Hell Smoke was bought, they said, "Welcome Blue Point, and they had a graphic oh, yeah. made for Blue point and everything and spoiled it three months ago wow. so I don't know why it took them this long, but welcome blue point uh, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you were basically first party anywhere, but it's official now yeah. you
0: know? um, they're developing a new game like, they're not remaking the game they're, they're developing a new one. Well, be and a remake too, apparently
1: they are
0: oh,
1: two A yeah, made... remake and a smaller so sort of Miles Morales game. That's a, a style like size game, that's what I've heard.
0: Good. So Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're very good at that. They're really good at doing their remakes. Um let's talk about oh, let's just have a brief talk about um I think this is quite funny, William, if you're not into football, um e football. Which is <laughs> the old PES football has launched, and it's not having a good
2: time, is it, James? And um, having a good time is probably an understatement. Um it's apparently it looks a mess and I've seen video footage, it just every night it screams a broken mess. Um I mean the pictures of I think Ronaldo and Messi and they're both like Gollum in Lord <laughs> of the Rings. And and that's with scanned you know scanned players. Uh, they scan these plays and they're still look horrendous. And, um, you yeah, so many books. There's lots of great things. Right. Where they
0: someone put a picture of Messi and went, this is my Tinder picture, and this is what I'm like when I turn up for the date and the picture <laughs> yeah. from the thing.
1: <laughs> 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 One person described the game as... Uh, all the character models were designed by the person who made that Ronaldo statue a couple years back. Oh yeah, oh, no, yeah. 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 Yes. <laughs> yes. That's right. <fine>. Yeah,
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. It's not having a great time. There's lots of bugs and terrible things happening. People, people taking corners that are that are ghosts that are not there. <laughs> it's hor- yeah. it is currently it's the worst
1: game on Steam. Yeah. By rating.
0: Yeah.
1: It's. It's actually impressive. What the heck is going on with Konami? I well, know. It, it could kill this
0: completely, couldn't it? I think. I think it well,
1: Best thing is it's free, so at least you didn't have to spend money on it. I know.
0: I think they just wanted that base, didn't they? So then you would buy the DLC. But if you haven't got that base at all, it's hard for people to no. then you know. like to the last go
1: was good, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. And why did they release this the same day as FIFA? Like, imagine, imagine sitting down, going, "Okay, we have this game. It looks like this. Let's release it the same day as FIFA." That was a brilliant idea. Yeah. Oh no. oh no.
0: Sad, really. It's really sad. Um, Konami are reviving a few games, aren't they? Castlevania. Yep. Metal Gear. Silent, Silent, Hill. And Silent Hill. What does that mean? Are they, are they doing remasters of this?
1: Uh, so this just came fresh from uh, Video Games Chronicle. So supposedly Konami is reviving Castlevania in-house, hopefully with, not with the seat football team. Uh, <laughs> Metal Gear, they are doing a game set around the same time as Metal Gear uh, 3, and they are outsourcing this to a Chinese studio. We don't know them yet. Right. And then Silent Hill, there are supposedly two games in the works one from a quote unquote prolific uh, Japanese studio, and then the other one is supposedly uh, Blue Boutine. So, quite it's due, they're realizing that they are sitting on a treasure trove of great franchises. Now, whether or not these reboots, you know, go more. Successful where we end up like uh, contra rogue course remains to be seen. But you know it's nice to see them at least trying again, uh, yeah. trying to make some new stuff that don't chingo machines.
0: Yeah. So Um, blooper is it blooper team who did uh, Layers of Fear?
1: Yeah, Layers of Fear the medium. Uh, yeah.
0: They did a tease this week about a new Layers of Fear game, didn't they? Did you both see that? Yeah, yeah.
1: they did. Um, the paint physics, they were. They look really good. You know, yeah. I, I love Blue and yeah. I, I hope that they continue to work uh, with Xbox as they have. You know, I think they're a really talented team. New public, so publicly listed on the Warsaw stock exchange, so I don't think Microsoft's ever going to buy them. But that doesn't mean that they can't still work together. And yeah. so I, I'd like to see more. i like to
0: see more. I'd like to see a Leia's Fear game. I love those games. And also it's on the Unreal Engine 5, which would be amazing. It was, they always
1: look great anyway.
0: Good. Um now I saw this uh so the Grand Theft Auto which we talked about the trilogy the um which is 3 Vice City and uh Andreas. Um um there's been talk of a remaster coming and uh a Korean uh, a Korean site I've actually listed it um on a games Range thing and then I, is it still it's been taken down or is it still there? I can't remember, I remember, but there's a rumor of it coming out in November. Um, and this is—I think this is getting more and more solid by the time we've had this for a while. And typical Rockstar and Take they have not said a word, but they never do.
2: So, no.
0: so they—I mean, I always, I always, I always said this before on the podcast, but I remember Grand Theft Auto Three being released, and no one knew anything about it until the day, and it got released. And I remember that really clearly. Maybe the day before, people knew about it,
2: and but you know, people are bought
0: it. Well, well, but I'm then bright at bright. the
2: time, they didn't
0: really. They had the other two mm. sort of like top-down ones, but it wasn't, you know, it was that kind of oh, thing of going here yeah. it is, here okay, it is now, here's the game. Yeah. There you go, and then it just suddenly sold. It just that became what it was, you know, this huge thing that it became, you know, and reviewed really, amazingly. Yeah, so it'd be, it doesn't surprise me if they just suddenly go, here you go, November the 10th. Will you go back? You hate it, James. Will you, will you go back? Do you hate him as well?
1: I I haven't played the earlier ones. I played Ooh. five. It was okay. Ooh, uh, I'm, I'm not huge into Grand Theft Auto. I like the Red Dead. I but... don't think anyone is on this podcast.
0: It's only me.
2: <laughs>
1: uh, th- that said, the one thing that bugs me about this is the name. Uh Grand Theft Auto, the Trilogy, the definitive edition like is it a trilogy though, you know, like when I hear the Grand Theft Auto Trilogy, I think one, two, three, yeah, you know yeah, but uh but no, I mean uh of course, uh people love love those games, vice city, San Andreas, in particularly people love that one, and for people such as myself who haven't tried it out, you know. Th- this is a great opportunity. Yeah. I might. I don't think I'm going to rush day one for it, but yeah. you know, two case games kind of go down in price over the years, give or take. So I think maybe a year after, if I have some time, I'll pick it up and give a whirl. Good. Um, Crystal Dynamics, what's going on there, William? Th- this is a weird one. So, Crystal Dynamics. Uh, which is a Square Enix-owned studio. Remember how I said earlier in this podcast that I had something to say about how Square is weird? Yeah. Well, now all of a sudden, they are developing Perfect Dark with the initiative. Square Enix Studio is making a Microsoft-published first-party game. Now, some people send back, going, oh, this means something's going wrong at Xbox. No, this was all according to plan for them. The thing is the initiative was always going to outsource. That was their plan. They were going to have a small team of about a hundred or so devs. They're at 70 right now. And then get help from like certain affinity or, uh, you know, Isumo sumo digital, those types of studios to help them make this. But the studio head and the directors and a lot of the people at the initiative were old crystal dynamics employees. And, You know, Crystal Dynamics, they've had a bad streak of luck as of late. Uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider, fantastic game, didn't sell that well. Shadow sold even worse. Uh, Avengers, you know, was very expensive and did not live up to expectations for Square. And so they were in pre production on a new Tomb Raider, but that's years away. And so I think it was a case of you know, what do we do with all these employees and all these staff now if they aren't going to be used otherwise? You know, you can put them on something like Stranger of Paradise, I guess. You can try and help get them to help get Guardians out the door, but that's out next month. You know, you can try and put them on Avengers, but it's unclear the fate of that game. Uh, now that's on Game Pass, it might be doing better. So, uh, but Microsoft approached them and just said, hey, you know, I we know that, Uh, You have some people free right now. Are you willing to work together? And Square said, yes, you know, go ahead. We'll lend out our biggest uh, Western studio to go make you game. And so that's really interesting. And people like Jeff Grubb and a couple others are saying, you know, maybe this is a quote-unquote tryout to see how does Crystal Dynamics work within the Xbox family. Maybe they might be selling because, as I said, you know, Square, even from the Tomb Raider reboot, which was fantastic, has not been too pleased with the performance of these games. But uh, in a company like Microsoft, where sales don't matter so much as engagement and play count and brand recognition everything else, uh, Crystal Dynamics is a fantastic fit and they are one of the big studios making those quote-unquote Sony-type games, you know, you're uncharted Last of Us-style games. So maybe we see a future in which uh, Crystal Dynamics and maybe even Eidos Montreal join Xbox.
0: It's interesting. Oh, very interesting. Um, they did put something out about the Tomb Raider game this, this week. They were looking for a... someone... One of the uh, the advertisement for member staff on the two main one of the new two minor games. But as you said, it's pretty that's probably years away, isn't it? And then
1: Yeah, my yeah. understanding is it's pretty ugly because, you know, uh, they thought that Avengers was gonna be the next destiny or uh, Sea of Thieves or what have you, and you were gonna need a big team always working on it. And yeah. unfortunately it hasn't really been the hit that they thought it was going to be. Yeah. So uh, you know, uh, Square's loss is ultimately Microsoft's gain here and Square gets some um, good money too. We have this and Crystal Dynamics gets uh, the security of a big contract. So yeah. Good. Uh, we'll win ultimately.
0: Good. Very good. Um, right, gentlemen, what are we looking forward to next week? What's coming out? Uh, James, what are you looking forward to? Anything?
2: Um, well, it depends on the it or not, but I'm quite looking forward to Far Cry 6. Oh, there you go.
0: Yeah, I forgot about that, that
2: one. Seen... yeah. Good. I've... I've never really played Far Cry, but that one's really enticed me. It's got your attention. Yeah, weapons. the weapons look quite cool. Good, yeah. Oh, you
0: yeah, should do it, yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, William, what about you?
1: Uh, so I believe this one opened for you guys today, hmm. but uh, the new James Bond, No Time to Die, opens on Wednesday for us here in Canada. So I've got tickets to go see that. You know, I've heard mixed, but overall pretty positive. Yeah, pretty positive well stuff I've, positive I've heard. Yeah. To that, and then Halo as well. As I mentioned earlier, they were doing a playtest, and I'm gonna try and hop in at some point this weekend and hopefully get that Lost in Random review out. Good. Good.
0: Um, I've got a million games to review, million games to review, so I'll be doing a lot of that. But one of the things I'm doing is Life is Strange DLC and um, True Colors, which I did um, the review for. It was my only five of the year, so I'm looking forward to playing the, the little bit of DLC, which focuses on one of the characters. Um, I'm quite enjoying getting back into that one, so that'd be good. Um, now, if we want to get hold of you William, will we're uh, so you
1: can contact me on Twitter at William J. I am trying to use that a bit more again, but, you know, stay off the crazy of Yeah, so Yeah, just send me a show.
2: James, what about you? Um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at OKGKO. Great, and you can find me as always
0: on Twitter and Twitch. I'm GBBridey, but for now, gentlemen, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye! you've been listening to the official podcast of the xbox hub.com we had found all the notes of this show at www.thexboxhub.com slash podcast you can also check out our social feeds on instagram and twitter at the xbox hub and search the xbox hub on facebook